the Guardians of the Galaxy movie from 2014. Pretty popular song off that soundtrack. But today, I'm usually joined by my co-host, Rio, but she is actually on the way to the airport. Um, you know, I didn't ask too many questions. Uh, I usually just kind of let her do her thing. Um, but I will be joined later, I believe in the second segment, by current station manager, Luke Walker. And potentially in the first segment, probably in the second second, second segment, um, by Alex Houston. He is co-sports director, host of Through the Lens with other DJ, DJ Vis, um, host of Are You With That? And they will be joining me to, you know, to, you know talk about the normal shenanigans and whatnot. Um, but until then, you're stuck with me for the first 15 minutes, <laughs> unless you change the dial, which I don't know why you would. Because um, Weagle 91.1 FM Auburn is a great station. And yeah. I had to say that for legal reasons, but it still fit. Um, I wanted, I was just in the, uh, so for those of you who don't know, Auburn Student Run Radio Station is located in the bottom floor of the Student Center. Uh, for the students, it's behind that frosted glass. It's sweet, I think 1105, 1110, something like that. Uh, we share this space with Eagle Eye. It's a really cool space, but something we get a lot are, um, as a radio station, are emails and actually mail from like really small artists uh, I think they send it out to a lot of college radio stations in the hopes that we will play their music and sometimes we get some good music but sometimes we get some really really bad music like really really bad music um, but there was a guy I was just reading his thing in there and it said um, what was his name it was his 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 artist's name is Undefeated Speaker. Let me look it up real quick. So Undefeated Speaker is a motivational speaker that also uh let's see what his let's see what his Spotify about says. I believe he said he was an he is in uh a motivational speaker. Oh, his description on YouTube is motivational artist of the year. Um oh he doesn't have any description on Spotify. Well, he sent out this little, uh, like, pamphlet thing. And on it, it was, like, motivational artists or motivational speaker that also raps over uh, lo-fi and hip-hop beats with an incredible ability to... Um, with an incredible ability to relate to his artist. Oh, my co-host is talking about calling in. Let me give her, the, give her the number real quick for the studio, for everyone out there. If you ever feel like calling in, you can. You just got to make sure you don't say any no-no words on air. Um, if, Rio, if you're listening, it's 334-844-9345. Um, I was not expecting her to call in. I don't know why. Um, she told me she would. Uh, but this guy, his name is <clears throat> James Harris. He traveled from Dallas to LA to San and back to San Antonio. And he's developed his ability to connect with any audience, train, coach others to train slash coach others to break out of their comfort zone and find his own life purpose in the process. He didn't allow these setbacks to become the end of his story. He trains other motivational speakers on his six elements of speaking 
and shows every audience that their dream is possible. What up? We're getting a call. Let's see. Oh, it's always... Hello? Wait, one second. Let me get you on air. I believe. Miss Rio, can you hear us? Hello. There we go. We were just talking about. Let me see. Let me turn you up a little bit, cause are you are you rocking with the car Bluetooth setup? I am. I'm on the airplay at the moment. On the airplane. On the airplay. Oh, okay. Are you going to pick somebody up from the airport, or are you going? I'm going to the airport because I'm okay. flying to Boston um, for St. Patrick's Day. Oh, that's right. We talked about this a couple months ago, but I didn't remember. I didn't remember that. I didn't put it on my calendar. Yeah. <laughs> You're um, out, man. You gotta stay up to date my with bad. what I'm up to. My bad. Uh, as your co-host and your keeper, um, I was just talking about motivational speakers. Oh, okay. Because I feel like I didn't get to this, but I feel like it's a scam. Like, I'm not gonna lie. You know? Yeah. I mean, I I feel like recently I really could have used a motivational speaker. Mm. So if anyone feels up for the job. I don't know. I'm not in a rut. I've just been a little unmotivated, but that's okay. Um, I'm figuring it out. Yeah, well, that's that's how it goes, I think. Like, everybody everybody goes through that. I'm just looking at this guy's Facebook right now because we got this guy's CD sent into us that right. his name is Undefeated Speaker. He's a motivational speaker out of San Antonio. He's from Dallas. He moved to L.A., and then he moved back to San Antonio. Okay. And so he's he's a motivational speaker and he trains other motivational speakers. Which is interesting. What does he like focus on for his like motivation? I don't know, but he has something here posted about forgiveness. He posted this a week before Christmas last year. It says forgiveness is a decision, not a feeling. It's a skill. It's a choice to release the debt of pain. Everything is not forgiving, but for dash giving. Like everything is for giving. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. And so he's got two steps. Release what hurts you and keep, and then step two is to keep giving and keep forgiving. Nice. What, what got you on, how did you find this guy? He had his, so he sent his album in. He sent in his album in custom packaging. Like, oh, wow. He got a, he got a, an envelope custom printed out with his CD. And then he had two, like, other CD size printouts that were, uh, in the same package it was very interesting so we were very all official. we were yeah we were all kind of surprised that somebody would send in you know something with like custom pack like the custom packaging is kind of weird like nobody was expecting that but yeah we we've had other ones send in cds in like really pretty like holographic packaging yeah, it's, I love I love getting stuff uh, in the Weagle Studio. It feels like Christmas. I, you know, and once you get like really, once you get like really, you know, every now and again we get a really good artist stuff. Oh but, yeah. You know, oh this is how he defines his. This is okay. He on Facebook he posted when his album dropped. The wait is over. My new album is here. Go check out Fahrenheit right now. Uh, be encouraged. <laughs> it's the last part. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. That's the words of wisdom right there. Be encouraged. 
Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, I just don't know, like, motivational speakers, I was reading about them. They're average, like, you know, you get, like, a kind of a, a meh motivational speaker, and they're charging, like, six grand. Like, six grand for, like, an hour. So, oh, maybe I need to become a motivational that, Okay, speaker. that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think it's that hard. Ho- like, okay, no offense to motivational speakers, but you you all kind of say the same thing. If there's any motivational speakers listening, um, I think you do good work sometimes. And I think that you, that you like, okay, but it's kind of weird because I'm looking at motivational speakers like a list online. They've got Dave Ramsey as one. Dave Ramsey is a financial advisor guy, like on Sirius XM. I don't know that he's a motivational oh. speaker, but I, maybe some people... You know, if he can do it, I can do it. Because it's really just like, you have to say, like, you got to believe in yourself type stuff. And then it's really just like I all mean, about you the... Could argue... It's all about yeah. the cadence in your voice, I think, too. It's like, you know, it's like a, yeah. it's like a youth pastor, basically. But, like, not yeah. Christian. Yes. I feel like you could... I feel like you could label any professor, even, as a motivational speaker in some aspects because... They're giving you tools. They're giving you knowledge. So if it's skewed as a uh, at a positive connotation, then at that point, I guess that could be considered a motivational speaker. I get yeah. Well, my, I mean, well, it's a pretty broad term. I agree. It's like, but to me, the idea that you have somebody come out, um, like to motivate you, like Dave, like I understand it if they have gone through some hardship in their life and they're like, hey, this is how you can get through it. Dave Ramsey is a guy, he's like, man, I was 30 years old, my wife and I had saved 1.5 million, he saved a million dollars or something, and then the banks crashed, wow. and then the banks crashed, dude, and they took all my money, so I was broke, <laughs> and he was like, okay, and he's like, and then I started saving money, I started saving money, y'all, and that's like his whole thing, he's like, I just, budgeting, man. well, okay, so then he started budgeting, and so he had like this business that he made a bunch of money on, and then it like, you know, it gave out when the banks crashed or whatever or maybe in 08 or something and then and then he's like yeah so i started i started doing this he's like i started teaching people how to do it and then i got rich again and he never says that i got rich again but he's like he got rich again and so i just don't know that you know i just don't know that i would listen to somebody like as a motivational speaker like yeah it kind of like he had some hardship but it was like you know he just wanted to get rich but I feel like you gotta have like a maybe an athlete that came from like, you know, like R.I.P. But like if Kobe Bryant came out, like rest in peace. But if he came out, I'd listen to him. Like he'd have some good stuff to say. He would he would understand how to be how to get motivated. Yeah. But Dave Ramsey. Yeah, I get that. What does Dave Ramsey got? Money. Mo- and everyone wants money. Exactly. He's got money, and people are like, "Oh, I want to do money like him." It's like, yeah, it's cool, but but, you, but money is a motivator. Especially in our society, money is our motivator. So if it's money, you can be a motivational speaker if you speak about money. But do you budget? I don't, but uh, like, I just don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of disposable income to budget with. Um, But I'm going to start working over the summer at a co-op here in Auburn and I will start budgeting. Um, I think it's important, but I just, it's the whole concept of a motivational. I think I'll just become a motivational speaker, honestly. Because all I've got to do is be like... You're basically already there. Right? Like, I'm, I'm, like, I know how to... i got to get my public speaking game up. My public speaking professor would say I'm not there. But also... <laughs> what do you know? Peter. No. Um, he, I like him a lot. He's a cool guy. Uh, 
I just probably th- knows a lot about public speaking. <laughs> he does know a lot about public speaking, a lot more than me. Um, but the motivational speaker, I just like, I was just thinking about that this morning, and I think about that a lot. It's like, you know, like Jordan Belfort, the dude from The Wolf of Wall Street, is a motivational speaker now. Yeah. Don't listen to that guy, if you want. If you don't want, you know what I'm saying? Like, he did yeah. some. He did some. He did some heinous things. He's not a good guy. And now he's like, and to me, it's funny because he's like, he had like a get rich quick scheme, right? Well, another way to look at it, too, is a motivational speaker, their value, or not their value, but their worth as a motivational speaker is only as much as we give them. So if someone comes out that is considered a terrible person by society standards and the mass population is not going to listen to this guy. He's not a motivational speaker. He can claim to be a motivational speaker all he wants. But if no one's listening and taking his advice, he's kind of just talking into thin air, which makes him not really a motivational speaker, in my opinion. So it's one of those things where different people are going to place a different amount of value on this person's words. Like, just because someone calls him a motivational speaker doesn't mean you have to take it as motivation. So true. You know what else is really true? We got to go to the ads. Can you hear that? Can you hear that array? Oh, that was beautiful. All right? There we go. So we're going to kick it over to these ads. We will be right back. But keep it real. Keep it right here on Weagle 91.1. Auburn. Never, never estimate the depth of a, of a line you don't know. And you know what else you shouldn't estimate? The depth of another person's pain. No. Uh... <laughs> That's what the undefeated speaker says. That's one of his six tenets. Not actually. Um, motivational speakers. Really, you know, we're st- I'm still on that a little bit. And I, I'm, I mentioned right before we came back that Jordan Belfort is like some sort of a motivational speaker now. Um, why? That's crazy. That's crazy to me. That anyone would hire. That anyone would hire. Oh, wait. I think we're, getting, I think we're being joined currently by... Stacy Manager, host of Certified Bangers. Luke Walker's entering the studio right now. Mike Four is hot, buddy. Um, I was just talking about Jordan Belfort being a motivational speaker now. You know? Isn't that weird? That is weird. That's very strange. Because I feel like... His Hello, radio people. Sorry I'm late. It's okay. The radio people um, didn't know you were late. I was going to come in here with some knowledge, but who, who wants to listen to a guy that's late? Yeah. What type yeah. of motivational speaker is late? Yeah, I mean, you could you could honestly flip it as like a. That's my virtue. Yeah, that's what I think all motivational speakers do is they take like some like one of their vices and flip it into like a into like a good thing. It's yeah. like like Jordan Belfort, man. Like I used to scam people for a living, but now I don't. And we're like, yeah. Okay, that's cool, <laughs> dude. And so I learned not <laughs> to scam. Yeah. Let's see what his let's see what his speaking uh, fee is for him. Jordan Belfort speaker. He's a, at the speakers bureau. He has an agent. Oh, the estimated speaking fee to range the estimated speaking fee range to book Jordan Belfort for your event is two hundred grand. For what just one speech. Yep. Wow. That is yeah. No, there's definitely a lot of money in that space. And it's definitely It's kind of a scam to me. Yeah. But that that's that's been like a I feel like that's an OG scam. It's not right. It's not really anything new. I would say newer Kind of newer wave is just like on social media type yeah. influencers like, or motivators, like uh, like podcast clips of motivational speaking. Yeah, podcast clips or even just like Weagle's getting into that soon, so don't worry, <laughs> no. um, 
it's just weird to me that people would book Belfort for a speech and and listen to what he has to say as a motivator. Because to me, I would see it as very disingenuous and inauthentic. Because he's like, "Hey, uh, let me let me let me drop some knowledge on you," knowing knowing he's getting two hundred grand, like, and his whole like his whole like life goal from what I can tell from from the Martin Scorsese hit movie starring Leonardo DiCaprio the Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, it's really good. You should check it out. Um is like he did whatever he could in spite of other people and like did not care to make a bag, dude, to make <laughs> yeah. money. Yeah. And so now we're paying him 200 grand to come out simply because He's that dude that Leonardo DiCaprio played <laughs> who was like a bad guy. Yeah. And he's getting all this money. <laughs> and people are like, well, he's cool. Like, it would be really cool. I guess cool. The, the question is, is he redeemed is what you're saying. Is is his, is his, I don't know what his speech is like. I would be interested to see what a motivational speak from, speech from him right now is like. But I agree. But it's I, like, uh, you know, have you seen the Netflix documentary on the Fire Festival? No, but I saw the, oh, I may have. It's I mean, really good. Yeah. Uh, but you know Fire Festival. Yeah. He kind of just went. The thing that was supposed to take place on the island and then like. That did not. Uh, that did not happen. But this guy was kind of the same way of like after it happened, he had a couple business ventures that he just kept trying to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one of them's <laughs> Instagram. No. <laughs> no. And, and because of the Fire Festival thing, he was like legally not allowed to start a business. So he was like getting with his friends that could start businesses and was like. Hey, you should totally like do. <laughs> he was like giving him ideas, and he was like kind of the puppeteer behind other corporations and stuff. It's wild. See, and I think that's what a lot of people do is like, uh, like you'll see these guys who go to jail for like a pyramid scheme or something, and then they'll come out. And so, like, I know, like, I know they're in. I feel like their intentions are still unethical. Of like, the, I'm trying to make as much money as I can with the least amount of work as possible. Which yeah, is, it's just a good like yeah. That's what everyone's trying to do, but they're doing it like despite harming other people and like stealing from other people essentially. And so you've got this guy, and he's like, he gets out of jail, and he's like, yeah. So I went to jail because I did something bad, but now I'm doing something good, and you should do the same thing. And he's like, and then like he's leaving, and he's like, I get right, cut the check for three grand, like three hundred yes. grand. You know, I think the whole idea is like. That you don't have to do the bad part first. Maybe that could be Jordan's whole thing of like, yes, this. <laughs> then again, I don't know. He's like, yeah, this money thing's really cool, but you don't have to go to jail for it first. Yeah, here's like, some ways to. He's like, here's some legal loopholes. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I just feel like, I don't know. It just like if he was coming, like if if we booked Belfort to come talk at the G Pack, I'd be like, I would go. But I would go just because it's the guy from the Wolf of Wall yeah. Street. I wouldn't be like, what does he have to say? But I'm also curious to what he does have to say. That's true. That's a good point. I would. Some, some pe- I think some people would be there, like taking notes. Like, how do I get rich? Yeah. Well, you get a movie made from Martin Scorsese about you, <laughs> and then you charge. <laughs> and then you're grand. good. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I just like. Like there's some like okay on this motivational spe- top fifteen motivational speakers from virtualspeech.com says their number three is Nick. I don't know how to say his last name. It's like Vujicic, something like that. Yeah, he's an Australian Christian evangelist and top motivational speaker, born with 
Phocomelia, a rare disorder characterized by the absence of legs and arms. I feel like he has some interesting stuff to yeah, say. Yeah, for sure. Right? there's someone that was like born into the world with such a, um, a like big thing that's not normal for the rest of us. Yeah. And he's like kind of fought through it. Yeah. See, he has some interesting, he has an interesting perspective on life. And Jordan Belfort was just like. Def- Jordan definitely does have an interesting perspective but he- too, but it's not like, it's it's like what type of motivation are you looking for? It's like Jordan's is clearly not like, hey, yeah. I'm a morally great guy always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, but uh, Nick here. Our, our buddy with Focomelia, he's not going to operate in that gray area, but Belford is. Belford's going to be like, I, you know, I feel like you have to go into that being willing to operate in that gray area of like, hey, this guy made some mistakes. And, you know, like he's not like, I don't know. Like, I don't think he, he, like, he never intentionally harmed anyone, but I just feel like it's very, str- it would be very strange to, to take advice from him, like to heart and, and really. I don't know. I just feel like it would be really hard for me to to accept what he has. He, what he says is truth. Yeah, because I would always think that his intention is more know, money. More money. Yeah, because that's all I know about him. But also, maybe Leonardo DiCaprio played it up. Because you know, Leo in interviews is like, I played it down. Really, he says yeah, that. Yeah, he's like, he's like, they did this stuff, dude, and he's like, I don't like, like obviously they drama dramatized it a little bit for the screen, but he's like, did they like they did all this stuff we did? Hmm. And Jonah Hill ate There's an definitely action. some liberties here and there. For sure. But, you know, Jonah Hill actually ate that goldfish in the movie. Have you ever seen that clip? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then he made Leo sick because he made him eat real sushi. Did you see Jonah Hill's, uh, what was the one with his, his therapist? Studs. Oh, I saw like three quarters of it. It's really good. I got to finish it. Yeah. It's very, very good. It took me a little bit to be like sold on it. It's a weird, it's a weird setup though. Yes. I would, it's like, I would listen to Studs if he was a motivational speaker. Yeah. I guess he... No, he is. I mean, right? And through this, he is. He's yeah. like a one-on-one motivational speaker. Yeah. I like his little drawings of his like, cool. way of thinking about things. He's got the idea of the uh, the tools he can give you to... Because like, what was it? He was like... He was like he had like, his first like psychologist job, his first like counseling job. The head psychologist was like, no, dude, you can't. like You can't fix people like today. Yeah. He was like... He's like, what do you mean, dude? So then he started writing down on index cards little notes for people. Yeah. No, but I, I, I do see what you mean. The whole the whole space of it is just like it's just littered with, you know, there's for every nine, like out of ten videos, probably nine are just not Yeah, no, they don't. You just know. gotta pick and choose what you listen to, like know what's but like just searching on YouTube, motivational speakers, it's like I don't know. It's just all like clickbaity and Ten minutes to start your day right. Yeah, no, no, like it's, 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 it's motivational like, video. I just want to hear somebody else's story. I don't want to. I don't want to be like, when you wake up in the morning, you need to make your bed. <laughs> I'm like, no, dude. Like I do that, but that's because it bothers me. Jordan, make your bed, Peterson. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, make your bed, Peterson. Dave, yeah. save your money, Ramsey. Um, no, there's definitely there's definitely the crowd that's good at like um, doing it through their personal story and like. Yeah, life experience. Jim Carrey's really good. Jim Carrey's a really good one. I don't know if you've watched it. Like, a lot um, of I saw his stuff. graduation speech that he did. Oh yeah, that's right. Because really I, you know, I had to write a graduation speech once, so I did a lot of research. No. Yeah, dude. I don't know if you knew that. Nice. Yeah, but I, I liked his and his like. He had that one line about his dad. He's like, my dad could have been a great stand-up comedian, but he never wanted. He never tried. Uh, and then he went to be an accountant, and then he failed at being an accountant. 
so why fail at what you hate when you could fail at what you love? Yeah. I was like, wow, that's a I crazy, like that. that's I like a that crazy way to look at things. That's good. See, and or you could go listen to Jordan but, Moneybags Belfort, who's like, don't let your buddy eat a goldfish. Yeah. I feel like people judge Jim Carrey too quickly off of, I mean, he's a silly guy. Off like his goofy roles. Uh, he's Ace like Ventura, The Mask. Yeah. yeah. No, he is. Um, he's just very eccentric. And I think in his early roles, he kind of le- like leaned into that too hard. Mm-hmm. But now he's got some like really, really Have good you seen roles. the documentary on his performance as Andy Kaufman? No. It's really good. I haven't I've, seen I've his talked Andy to Logan about it, but. I haven't seen his Andy Kaufman movie, but I want to watch it. I'm always, I'm always starstruck by those. I always think comedians make the best dramatic actors as well because mm-hmm. they know how to play on both of those emotions. Because when you hear a lot of directors talk about movies, they're like, you've got really two emotions. Like horror and comedy are kind of in the same vein because it's like you're trying to surprise the audience. Mm-hmm. And so with horror, it's like uh, it's crying and screaming and, you know, and terror. But like with comedy, it's like laughing. Yeah. And even like in drama, you're trying to elicit that like maybe that sad emotion, maybe like a, some tears. And with comedy, you're always trying to get a laugh. So comedians and, and comedic actors always really know how to get that one side of emotions. Huh. So they can kind of flip it and they can get the other two. Like Robin Williams is probably my favorite actor of all time. Oh, he's so good. I mean, he had such range. Yeah. He misses Doubtfire and the genie and Aladdin to... Uh, but to also his stand-up of just like yeah. this crazy eccentric like... You know, he stole a lot of jokes though. Really? But every time he got caught or every time he was like, oh, oh I did. He would pay the artist. He'd pay the original. Huh. He's That's a really good cool. Dude. You know what else is cool? PSAs. PSAs. So we're going to kick it over to some PSAs. We'll be right back in like two minutes-ish. Um, but keep it real. Keep it right here on Weagle. I, I just feel like this, this comeback is just too, like, you know? Too stock. Not too stock, just like too iMovie. Yes, dude, too iMovie. Too like, let's get pumped. Too like, too like, uh, too like beach music video for a Holiday Inn on yeah. like, Pensacola. You know? You yeah, know what I I'm saying? That. that makes I sense. See that. Yes, like, <laughs> like a hotel, yeah. hotel advertisement. I'm just imagining like a woman in like low a, rates. Yeah, like a woman in a beach, a big, big sun hat. In a bikini with her little eight-year-old with his beach ball. Like, that's what I'm yeah. imagining when I hear that now. The commercial's like, life is hard. Take time for yourself. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> she's just, like, hitting a beach ball with her kid. <laughs> yeah, life is hard. Come relax with us. Yeah. Free continental that's breakfast. Another, <laughs> that's another segment of motivational speakers is corporations trying to be, like, <laughs> like think about motivational, <laughs> yeah, inspiring I saw, through. I saw, like, the first episode of Succession. I didn't watch, like, all of it, but they had, like, some, like, commercial that was, like, what Waycore or whatever I think it's called like Way Waystar some, and it's like, stay here, join us, and it's like, and it's like all this like motivation about like the corporate. I'm like, this is yeah, the like the corporate brainwashing. Ugh, ugh, hippie the jeebies, hippie the jeebies. That's why all uh, oh my mom's texting me. My mom's finding places for us to go eat lunch today. <laughs> nice. Um, but where 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 where. Where were we? Do we want to keep on this motivational corporate corporation motivation? I think it, we've probably burned it out. Okay, and it's, uh, I mean, it's so ever present. It's so present, and and I see it everywhere. Just don't it's fall just, prey to it. Is my thing. Is this like, there's some gems here and there. Just pick out the good stuff, and then that's kind of how that's how Rick Rubin actually starts his his newest book. As he's like, <laughs> I said, Rick Rubin, you're like, oh, 
<laughs> Rick. Yeah, I Rick. love Rick Rubin. Hey, Rick Rubin, if you're listening, come on. To, come on, Weagle, man. Come on, Weagle. No, but he starts his book with, like, it's the most Rick Rubin thing I've ever heard. He's like, here's a bunch of stuff that, like, uh, has worked for me or just things I've found through the years. It's not one size fit all, fits all. It's, like, not all of it's hard truth. Just pick out what works for you and go with that. Drop the rest. I love love it. Which is good. It's a good way to look at things. He's a, he's a smart guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rick Rubin. What's his book called again? The Creative Act or The Creative Way? Uh, Yeah. The Creative Act, A Way of Life. The Creative Act, A Way of Life. Dude, he's such like a, I don't know, he's such an inspiration because if I had hair like his, I just would not feel so confident. And he just like doesn't care. Yeah. It's great. Like he looks like he lives under a bridge. <laughs> he's awesome. I mean, dude, if you don't know what Rick Rubin like looks like, you can look him up on Google. R-U-B-I-N. He's um, so wise. He's so wise. That's a cool picture there. He's had the same haircut for like 30 years. I wonder it's how often gotten... he trims his beard. Dude, I don't know that he does. Like, it might just be that long. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't keep growing. Yeah. It's just like the hairs fall out once they get that long. Wow. He would make a great um, Santa Claus at like a... Like, say there's this big, like, music. <laughs> a little kid sits in his lap, like, what do you want? He's like, <laughs> he's like what do you want? <laughs> what do you want? And then he goes, <laughs> or the kid goes, no, what do you want? <laughs> I've never thought about that. Uh, <laughs> I just want to inspire people. No, I feel like if, I, if I, a little kid's trying to tell him what, he, what they want, he's like, why don't you just... Live in the moment. What and I think that's what that's a key that a lot of most motivational speakers, like the real ones, like I would consider him a motivational speaker. They don't claim themselves to be motivational speakers. Exactly. Or even tell people to listen to their ideas. Yeah. They just say what they say and then they're like, it worked for me or something. Or like, <laughs> do what you want with this. No, that's, that's exactly how I feel. It's like if you have somebody that uh, – that is like marketing themselves as a mo- – like, hey, I'm going to come motivate you. I'd be like, what? <laughs> no, dude. But if some dude's like, I'm going to come tell you my story. I was a U.S. Marine and I lost my leg in Iraq. I'd be like, yeah, come tell me your story. Don't be like, hey, I'm a U.S. Marine that lost my leg in Iraq. I'm going to come motivate you. Uh, then I would be like, ew. Like, then it just feels like inauthentic to me. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like the intention and the marketing behind it. Yeah. But you know what? If he was like, hey, I'm a U.S. Marine and you should buy my hoodie. I'd be like, yeah, I'd buy your hoodie. You'd buy her the hoodie. What what was the uh, the big question you had for, for hoodies for this segment? What makes a good hoodie great? You know what I'm saying? Like what what's like what's like the ideal hoodie? Like pullover, or maybe just pullover. Like does it have a hood for you? Because for me it does. Oh, definitely. It's, yeah, no. It's hoodie. A, a hoodie needs a hood. Right. But like, but what do you just prefer a, a hoodie or a pullover? Because I've been rocking like the crew neck pullover a lot more recently. Um. I've got a gray Patagonia and a black Adidas one, hmm. but I've also got some hoodies. I, I I've gotten to the point where I don't really like just like branded hoodies. I like merch hoodies. Yeah, like one of my hoodies is from a comedian I like a lot. Like my favorite one it says "Free Smoke for Your Pleasure" on the back. What do you mean branded hoodies? Uh, like Nike, like your or, Nike one Adidas, you or like like I have a North Face one in there right now that's like pretty pretty mid. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. As far as hoodies go. See, but what makes it mid before I chime in with my two cents it's on like, hoodies? It's too slim fitting. Like it's yeah. too form fitting. And I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt today. So it's like I put on this hoodie and it's like suctions to my shirt. Yes. And so then it's like I'm it's pulling my shirt around. It's like 
pulling up on my my armpits and stuff and like down on my hand. It's like ugh. it just feels like it's trying to rip my shirt off of me. I think it all depends on context of what you're trying to achieve with your when you when you it's get good, ready for the day of, of what what type of hoodie you want. Because Lee gave me one of hers that's just like very large and kind of oversized fitting, mm-hmm. but it's so comfy. See, but I don't know that I would wear that out. <clears throat> yeah, but there's other ones that I have that are like kind of like one I wore yesterday, black one. It's got a whale on it. It's, yeah. it's nice. It's nice. Um, but it uh, it's kind of more tighter fitting. Being, it's like, you we're know, now being joined by Alex Houston. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Luke. But there's also a third hoodie I have. Okay. <laughs> that's third way hoodie. softer. Okay. Um, Alex, we were talking about what makes a good hoodie a good hoodie. Oh, no. I was listening while I was walking. Oh, oh nice. nice. I really, I really like y'all's. I, I came in out of context hearing about long beards, and I was like, this is good stuff. I really, <laughs> I really thoroughly enjoy yeah. that. We were talking about Rick Rubin's beard. <clears throat> He's got a nice He's a beard? beard? Yeah. Dude, do you even know who that? <laughs> do you know who Rick Rubin is? Um, I mean, I'm vaguely familiar with Rick Rubin. What? Where? There's kind a of a Dumbledore. Oh wow! I mean, yeah. I know I know him because he He's did the Dumbledore of music. Yeah, he, he did like the Johnny Cash music in like 2004 when Johnny Cash was at the end of his career. I know I'm familiar with him because of that. Yeah, I, I don't know anything else, admittedly, because I'm not very knowledgeable. But I do know he did that, and that was pretty cool. He's very, he's an awesome dude. He's kind of the guru of the music space. So true. But we were talking about what makes a good hoodie a great hoodie, and I've never really. Mm. I don't know that you rock a lot of like pullover hoodies without a zipper. I I don't I wear I don't have a single hoodie without with a zipper actually with a zipper or without a zipper? with a zipper I don't have a single one okay. with a zipper do you I have actually a, I actually you have a hoodie with a zipper I do Adrian I don't like those I don't like those at all actually I, have I, prefer, two. I prefer to be completely enclosed in the hoodie with no no options however I do have this you one sweatshirt that has the pockets but they have little zippers and I like oh, that because nice. it keeps things secure when I like I wear that when I'm going to basketball games because like you know stuff's gonna start flying around and whatnot you never know where it's yeah. gonna go yeah never know if we're gonna storm the court gotta put my phone in my Exactly, actually. I mean, man, I, the things I've lost going to basketball games, man, I'll tell you. I have no, I don't, I don't have any hoodies with zippers, but I do have, uh, like, I have one pair of Lululemon pants with zippers. I mean, those are nice. Okay, just, just way to flex on us with all your it's money, just the Luke, one. Clearly. I said the one. The one. Okay, yeah, you know how much one Lululemon costs, let alone quite a two bit. Lululemon. Quite a bit. Crazy, it does man. cost quite a bit. You know it, how many three costs? I, I don't even want to know, man. It's going up. I actually, I, I, can't Every, even, I can't even go past that price range because it's so far out of mine. I can't even look past it. I just have to yeah. look at two or it's nothing else. But the, the pants with zippers, nice. Nice. Yeah, I have some gym shorts with zippers on them. And those are really good for when I'm in the gym because it's like... Fabletics? Yeah. I have a couple of Fabletic. Are you making fun of me? No. It's just, I, I always think of Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's big on the advertisements. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. I remember that. Fabletics. And Mark Wahlberg. Oh, my god. I think gosh. Mark Wahlberg's like really? a share, oh, yeah. a stakeholder in it. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, uh, he's got he's got he's got to distance himself as far as he can from his many crimes committed in Boston. But other than that, we won't <laughs> we won't delve into that, will we? We'll get. But we were talking about Jordan Belfort's crimes earlier. Oh my <laughs> gosh, there was a hilarious. I actually I saw a video today about that actually, or yesterday. It was like. All right, Jordan, what about the movie The Wolf of Wall Street is real or not? And he's like, well, you know, we started out with good intentions, and then it just got corrupted. And I'm like, okay, stop. All of it is true. They're like, we we were trying to, you know, actually help people and build up America. I'm like, please, (laughs) come on now, y'all. It just just acts it. And, you know, that's, you know, that's every... That's every criminal that's in charge of their own story, dating back to movie villains versus actual people is like the, oh... It was out of my hands. Really? Okay. (laughs) I didn't want to just tell my whole... Whole life story. I mean, yeah. sure, I invented the company, hired all the employees, and ran it, but <laughs> just things happen. Martin Scorsese made most of it up. Oh, I'm, uh, so, I'm honestly, 
I wonder. I still haven't seen that movie though. I need to watch it. You Dude, haven't seen? Really I know, good. I know, I know, yeah. I know. It's just it's you know it's it's on the list. And yeah. When Long it came rest. out, I was thirteen, and my mom was like, "Nope." And then it just kept on going and going. I and watched going. it when when I was in Orlando. I pirated it off YouTube. Wow. It was admitting YouTube, admitting, like, admitting, illicit, over admitting illegal oh, wow. crimes on the airwaves. Look, That's, I don't feel bad for stealing Jordan Belfort's story. <laughs> I, wow. Okay, you're really you're really delving into that, man. I don't know. He and his mini his mini litigators that know how to sell a pen are going to come after you, man. Watch out. Jordan Belfort is the FCC president, though, so we what, might. He's what, listening right now. Yes, of course, obviously. Um, but a good back to the hoodie thing, right? I have a hoodie that's like for working out that my mom got me from Sam's. Okay, I have a couple different hoodies from Sam's. I have one that's an Under Armour. It's really thin, and I like it because it's like, even if it, if it's kind of cool outside, it's nice to wear. But it's always nice to wear to the gym because I never get too hot in it. Hmm. And then I have another one that's like this blue. It's kind of longer. And it's weird because it has the pockets on the side, but it's not one pocket. It's two separate pockets. I don't like that. That's interesting. What about those hoodies that like the basketball and football team wear that are like just short sleeve shirts with a hood attached to it? Those See, are always those are interesting. Cool. Really? The Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> that's uh, a yeah. good reference, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I've, ne- I've never. I have one of those. The thing is, I don't work out, so I don't have a need to work, to get hoodies that are like, you know, thin. I just get bulky ones because it's cold. Yeah. And yes. it, with, the, with this Alabama weather, it's going to be 32 degrees on Sunday, so I'm really excited for that. So can't wait. 30, it's going to be 32 on Sunday? Yeah, high of 53, low of 32. Buckle up, everybody. Oh, wow. It's going to be, I mean, we're and honestly, we're missing the rain by a bit, or it probably would, you know, some some freezing rain. it was rain. warm for good. No, I mean, it's going to no. No one told me that winter comes again. Yeah, I mean, Sorry, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think winter itself even knew that, man. It just got called up to service wow. today. I don't know. It's crazy. Lo- love Alabama weather, though. It's so much fun. It's crazy. Yeah. We'll do the weather report in the last 15. We haven't done that yet. That, um, that soundbite went missing when I did Compact Discourse a few weeks ago. It was really? just gone. I was like, where's the War Eagle weather soundbite? Davis cleaning up the system. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's why I told him. I was like, it's gone. Up. He's like, it's not gone. I'm like, the space where it was is no longer <laughs> occupied. It's gone. <laughs> Yeah, he was not convinced. Uh, it mm. sounds like Davis, but um, we've also got to go to add once more for the last time, if you will. Instead of if, I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> Incredible. If you will, if you will listen to these PSAs, listen to these PSAs, please, and keep that dial tuned in or your digital form of changing your station. Um, yes, dude, we're so good at radio. You ever think about that? Radio! Yeah. Now this comeback feels like a, like a laser laser tag. Ad. Club? Yeah. Oh, like a club. Like a, like maybe like, this does feel kind of club. Like a Miami club? But where I, they also play laser tag? Yeah, or like trying to trick children into thinking an arcade is a club. I think we need more adult laser tag. Facilities that <laughs> are <laughs> that are targeted towards the adults because all I, th- I don't know the last time I went maybe freshman year to play laser tag and it's just like you either accept that you're just gonna crush all these kids and not feel bad about it or you'll like you know go half speed and not really try. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Where did you go laser tagging? Uh, is it that spot in Opelika? Where Where was it? Where was it? I feel like I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> I plead the pass. <laughs> um, I don't know, but I think I did. Was it in Texas or was it here in? I think Alabama? it was here. Yeah. Um, I always like. It. I went. We used to have a laser tag place, and uh, I was like twelve, and I was watching a lot of Brooklyn Nine Nine at that time in my life. 
What a uh, show. A great show. Very good. I don't was, like it now, but I don't, I don't want to get into what? that. What? Oh, my gosh. And so my uh, my name that I put, like, my my name for whatever, like, my user in the game was Ebony Falcon, because that was what uh, Captain Holt went by. <laughs> and, uh, and the dude who works there, he goes, who's Ebony Falcon? <laughs> and yeah, I was like, me. <laughs> he was like, do you watch that show? And I was like... Yeah, and he goes, "You're kind of young, dude. How old are you?" <laughs> I was like twelve. It's not That's that. Funny. It's not that crude of a show. I no, think you were like, like it really isn't. No, he, I don't know. I don't know what that guy was on, but he was like, "Why are you watching that?" I might have been older than twelve. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious though. It's really good. I think anything, anything Andy Samberg touches is gold. Like true. The I think Island. Hot Rod still might be my favorite movie. <laughs> Hot Rod's pretty so good. <laughs> it was my favorite movie for years, and the only movie I owned on. Uh, <laughs> On my uh, iPhone. <laughs> it's the only like purchased through iTunes oh movie. Oh my god! I... <laughs> yes, that so. that really that really dates it. My sister had Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part One on her iPod. Only Part One, but you not have Part Two. No, 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 but not the iPod Touch either. Like the iPod with like the spinning wheel yes. thing. Oh my god! And so the screen was a square, and she would like just watch it. In her bed at night. Yeah. It was like just two pixels throwing rocks at each other. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> cinema. It's like a green line. I had the uh, the iPod Nano, and I had Drake and Josh on there. See, the iPod. Was... <laughs> Wait, does that, is that one with a screen too? The Nano, yeah, that was with the screen as well, but it was like more of a rectangle than, I think the, that's what my sister than had. the iPod. Okay. Yeah. She was watching Harry Potter on that, dude. Nice. Crazy. I just like when they like basically turned the iPod into like a miniature iPhone. You remember when they did that? Without cell service? Or the iTouch or whatever? Yeah, whatever whatever it was. It was basically like a mini iPhone. But the one I got didn't have a camera. Like like on on the end, it was just like a piece of tape. It was a bat. It was like a little black. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, what is the point of this? And then I lost it for like six Mm. months. Like it was just in a couch cushion. I could not find it. I was like, mom, I need a new one. Then I remember looking and it was there. Y'all remember when the front facing camera first came out and everyone was like, Oh my God! We don't have to turn our phones around anymore <laughs> to like take selfies. So weird. <laughs> it's on an era vibe. of the selfie stick. But I feel like now right. everyone's back to going with the other side, like especially with the wide angle. You think so? Uh, yeah. I guess because quality and. Yeah. So it's like we well, that's, that's the. I don't take any pictures. The trendy so I don't, kids I don't, these I don't days. Really the trendy kids do a lot of crazy things though, so we don't really want to. The trendy, the trendy kids are on TikTok cooking weird food. That's a new thing I've seen is like the people that cook. That, that Alex, cook what are they I saw. I saw like no. The, the, what the, I mean, are they what did you see? Have you seen the people that like are like microwavable steak? And I'm like, this is not. Or like I saw one yesterday that was like a mayo steak. And I'm like, what is this? Why okay, is this a wait, thing? Wait, actually, yes, I cook. Oh. Uh, I've cooked chicken breast uh, in mayo no. before. In, in what? what? In mayo. Like I, I've instead of oil in the pan, white people. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, because it's actually it's actually the... it's actually good because it it's so it emulsifies better, so it's much thicker. So it okay, I'm nerding out a little bit here, but it, like it sticks to the chicken better, and you get a more even browning. So like with oil, it's mayonnaise. Yeah, but it's like okay, all mayo is is whipped fat. Oh, uh, okay, and can we get that sound bite? It's, it's mayonnaise. mayonnaise. <laughs> that sound bite's like, coming soon. Like I. Ugh, no, gonna, no. We've got, a, we've got a few sound bites here today. This I do know like, what you're saying because I think one time when I was out of butter making a grilled cheese, I put mayo. Yeah, because it does brown. It no, does like, brown like nicely. You, but you chicken to- breast? Yeah, it's the same. Pro- it's the same exact concept. 
No, yeah, oh wait, you said like meat. you said on on grilled you said uh, sandwich on a yeah mayo on a grilled cheese superior. No, but I was saying I put it on the outside thing because it browns more evenly. Yeah, but this is a sandwich where mayo belongs and chicken breast. Oh, you know, Adrian, this reminds me of I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna mention my roommate here. He he was like I'm gonna make chicken. I was like I need to marinate it in something. And I had this Chipotle <laughs> ranch dre- salad dressing. He's like, I'm going to marinate it in this dressing. And I'm like, that's a horrible idea. And he's like, God, your dressing sucks. It doesn't taste like anything. I'm like, because it's not a marinade. <laughs> he was at, he, I, I was losing my mind. He was like, he's like, I'm going to marinate this chicken in ranch. <laughs> and he's like, it yeah. sucks. And I'm like, maybe. It's like he doesn't eat salad. So I'm like, maybe it's because you marinated chicken in a salad dressing. And he he still to this day is like no it just sucked I'm like oh my god doesn't a marinade have to be like a little acidic so it can like yes the whole point yeah. of a marinade is like 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 you marinate fish and lemon juice and other stuff and like or, and like oil and seasoning you don't marinate it in a ranch yeah it's pretty yes. wild you dunk your chicken in so a ranch true. though that's a thing obviously but I just I I had to, now that we were talking about you're crazy. Dude, it's not that crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's not that Mayo, crazy. Was it a last resort or you went to the store with no. that in mind? I was like, I'm going on I Twitter and asking the masses and about I had this. olive oil. It actually tasted really good, too. No. It You're not allowed to enjoy this, that. <laughs> the absolute. <laughs> it was delicious. Take it from him. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm i just glad you, you didn't say you microwaved it because that, that I've seen that. I've, no, I'm not crazy. It's, it's horrible. So no, it's a, it's a cooking. It's horrible. The mayonnaise is a cooking technique. Okay? Well, no, but it's not even that it's dry. Like, they're like, oh, I microwaved my steak. And they're like, they're like, cut it open. And that thing is still moving its way on down to the pasture. And I'm, <laughs> they're love- like... I love how this all started because you were like, the w- kids these days are cooking weird foods. They are. Remember the girl that- and he's Ni- one of those kids. Remember the girl Adrian. that- She cooked the chicken in NyQuil. You remember that? Dude, that was crazy. <laughs> and, and NyQuil had to go, do not cook your food I saw, in our product. <laughs> I saw some video the other day of, it was like a husband and wife in the kitchen. And uh, the, the wife told the husband to like wash the chicken before they um, oh, cook God. it. Oh, and God. he put like Dawn soap on it. He was like, <laughs> like genuinely didn't know. She goes- what are you doing? It's like I'm <laughs> washing the chicken. Oh my! That's You're not even supposed <laughs> to like, wash it. You're not even supposed to run water over it. Yeah, though. I don't. I, yeah, I don't know what she was saying. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, they're both wrong. You wouldn't wash. It could have been one of those right? fabricated videos. Yeah, that's like oh. you know, I mean, you make happened. sure like you know, there's no like extra stuff on the chicken, but you don't wash the chicken. <laughs> so, dude, exactly. What? I'm so confused. Yeah, incredible though. Crazy. What an episode we've had. Cannot believe. I you, cannot you should believe. try the mayonnaise thing, dude. It's good. I think I'll take a bite if you do it again. I don't know if I'll. I will. Adrian, here's the thing: we're <laughs> gonna have no, a, we're no, gonna invite me over, and we're I'll gonna have try a graduation your... party, and you're gonna make a mayo and chicken casserole, and we're gonna see exactly what all this you're is about. Make a mayo chicken casserole, dude. Uh, oh, oh, that's gross. But but this, the regular yes. mayo chicken is, yes. you know, not okay. No, it's because it's not like it doesn't take any of the flavor from the mayo. It's mm-hmm. just like it's just like salt, pepper, and you put the mayo on there because what it does is it doesn't it sticks to the chicken better, so it browns more evenly, and it like. And so it's the same thing with the bread. Like, you can use the butter, but the butter spreads out, and so you're not getting as even of a brown. But if you spread the mayo, if you spread mayonnaise on your bread, and then you toast the bread, you're going to get a more even browning. It's a nice brown, yeah. It is, it is amazing. So, it's, so it's functioning more as the browning, but it's definitely some of the flavor seeps in as well. A tad, but it's, it's good. We're just trying to get him to admit that it's horrible. That's no, what it's we're trying delicious. to do. It's delicious. It's really good. Oh, my goodness. Also, here's I a, do here's, agree with the browning fact. Oh, yeah, but, but also here's another thing that I've started doing, or uh, I'm going to start doing when I cook chicken breast. And that's the end of Compact Discord. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of cooking it to 100, like you're supposed to cook it to 165 degrees. That's what the FDA says. This is says. a Rachel Ray show, man. That's crazy. So if you cook it to 165 degrees, it instantly kills all bacteria. But yeah. if you cook it to 155 degrees, it's still pretty juicy. And it doesn't kill all the bacteria instantly. 
you have to keep it at 155 for 45 seconds. And if you're gonna cook it at 155, it's gonna it's gonna remain at 155 for about a minute. You're one of those guys that likes a Blu-ray or steak, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I like a, I like a medium rare steak. You didn't hear that? That's not what a Blu-ray or steak. I don't know what a Blu-ray one time is. I was you working look at it up. It's horrible. I was working at a restaurant. It was actually in town in Auburn. If anyone listening knows, good old boys restaurant. I don't. It closed down, but oh, we, yeah. Luke was there and it just it they, had, they had to shut down. <laughs> they were like, yeah, God, this kid. But this guy ordered a rare steak, oh, and we brought it out to him. And I was his server, and I brought it out to him, and he was, he goes, mm, it's not rare enough. And like <laughs> me and like my other servers and like the cooks were like. Wow, like that was a pretty bare steak. So literally, the guy that's on the grill throws one on, like just fifteen seconds, fifteen seconds, yep. bring it out to him, and he was like, "It's perfect." We're like, "Wow!" Like it that's was just my, like rare is like was, is like when you sear tuna, where you're like you throw it on the grill for ten seconds, and go, it's done. Yeah, like, it's crazy. But the whole point is, you can you you're not gonna be in as much danger for eating some rare tuna as much as you will be for eating some rare steak because you know yeah. it's, it's beef. Mm-hmm. It's a cow. Anyway, <laughs> bizarre. It's beef. It's a cow. Yeah, you know, it's beef. That would that'd be a good. Um, we have a lot of sound bites. Slogan. I'm, I'm glad. I, I'm glad it's I brought some. I'm glad you. I'm glad you joined us. I'm, I'm really sorry that I was late, but it's I'm okay. glad I was able to show up eventually. It's okay. It doesn't matter. But this has been Compact Discourse. We'll be back on Monday at least. Uh, Davis will. I was gonna say Alex. Davis will with his co-host Cameron, who got world's best DJ disease, aka. Uh, some sort of victory. That's gonna, you're gonna break. You're gonna violate HIPAA if you reveal it on the air, man. Oh, I don't know what he has actually. Oh, um, but but he's unwell. Uh, but this has been Compact Discourse. We're gonna go ahead. Radio. There we go. 